Bonjour, film lovers. Did you know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio? We also have a website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can find cool articles and other ways to listen to the podcast. You can also follow us on social, Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us at 720-6-NERDS-5. We will listen to it, we will play it, and we will probably commentate on it. Also, email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk film! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd This is Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con. What? Pop culture. <laughs> Denver Pop Culture Con. And the newly christened Denver Fan Expo 2022 and beyond. Nice. We will Stuck be there. Totally, dude. I, I was doing it that way. I was going to show how long we've been doing this. That there's there such a pause after Denver Comic Con. I was like, oh wow, he went far back on that one. Yeah, I was just letting people know that we're we're some of the OGs, and um, but we're not popular enough to get media passes anymore. So <laughs> what? We're getting passes? Yeah, I know, but they're not media ones. Oh yeah, yeah. But at least, at least they're inviting us personally. Yeah. That's that's kind of nice. Yeah, no. Oh, no, it's always nice that they reach out. You know, it's good that Bruce still runs it because he, um, yeah, R- remembers he always us? remembers us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just not popular enough to go harass, uh, have access to go harass celebrities anymore, so. Ah, uh, but I have connections to celebrities, and we will be on the creator stage Saturday at 11 a.m., correct, Brad? Yeah, we're kicking off the day. I mean, uh, I mean, you put that it's episode three four three. It's actually five forty three. <laughs> I know, dumb, you dumb <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, I probably could have said like, "Hey, can you change this?" But, yeah, no yeah, one's paying fine. attention to that number except for us. Um, there is a chance we will have a guest on there, someone who's been on our show more than any other celebrity, and um, he did confirm that he would on it as long as he doesn't have to do a panel that day because uh this is his first one with the new management so he's not sure exactly what he is going to be required to do because he's one of the featured guests and usually they have to do two or three panels already so um so if he can't find something better to do he'll he'll do our show well no uh i don't want to say who it is because i don't want to spoil anything but we go really far back we go back to the first denver comic-con with this guest and um no his uh i don't know if you read the email he sent us he said he's he's always down to help us out and um he just needs he's the only one at his (laughs) the only one at his booth so he's gonna have no help um 
so maybe I'll send him an email and say, Hey man, I'll watch your booth while you're at panels if you need it or something, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. You know, just to help him out so he doesn't have to worry about it because he has a lot of stuff there that I'm sure it's very important to him. Um, um, so yeah, so hopefully that will happen. Uh, yesterday, uh, across my feed was my very first panel. I was it my first one. I think it was the first panel I ever did was with James Marsters, um, at Denver comic con. And I don't know if you know this about him, Brad, but he smells great. No, tell me. Uh, oh yeah. So he hugs me, dude. He hugs me before the panel. And I was immediately taken by how handsome and how great he smells. I did not get a boner, so it wasn't uncomfortable, and it was fun. You know what? I, I can't believe I haven't done this yet. Uh, ideas for stickers, you know, not just I've been thinking of ideas for stickers that aren't just like logos that I've done for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you know, nerd catchphrases or things that you know people would like to add them uh, to things. And yeah. I should totally do like a perfume bottle that's like Calvin Klein, but it says like Mar- Marsters on it. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> Because it would be such a deep cut joke. Yeah. But it's a story I've told so many times. How fast can they make stickers? I think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, I think we're cutting it close. Although I did get the uh, half the ones I ordered already. So, Damn, that um, was fast. Yeah. Uh, that was like five days, I think. So, But the other, I ordered you know, the other half of them the same day, and they're still not here. So I don't know what's going on. Same thing with the glasses. I, I got half the glasses. So Interesting. That that second box better get out of Broomfield fucking quick. Tell you what. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Because um, um, we still have this week and all of next week. So yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. If they have to ship a new one, they better figure it out fast. Or if we need to, I can go pick it up or something. Because I actually will be in Thornton on Monday and Tuesday. So yeah, you know, that's near. F- Go to the FedEx shipping place and knock on their door and tell them to give it the freaking box that's sitting there. Yeah, I will. Can't come right in their FedEx nuts. Like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Open up, this is police. <laughs> yeah. That'll work over well. Yeah. Um, but if you're wondering what we do every week on Real Nerds Podcast, for uh, over 11 say, There's actually years. one more thing with the con to talk about. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Um, so I don't know if you saw the email about how special the creator stage is, but I know we have a guest, but it sounds like since it's a a video setup, we might have to do some visual stuff um, at this thing. Yeah, so. I, I saw that. And if we have the guest, I was going to put some of my favorite uh, works that he's done up there and talk about them. Because um, I think that would be fun. You mean like actually bring the pieces in or have like a slideshow of the stuff he's a, done? A slideshow. So I, Because uh, he's really cool and he does a lot of homage covers. So I thought it'd be fun to put the original and his and say, hey, you know, you, you like to take inspiration from comic books because he loves old comic books as well. And I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Take some photos of the pieces he drew for you and then send me images yeah. of the, those covers. And we, we, we probably have to make a PowerPoint for the thing anyway. So I'll just put it in there. Yeah, because good news. I have all the covers. So, yeah. I am an avid collector of him. <laughs> We're getting really close to revealing who this is. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's all right. I feel like I'm going to blow it. Maybe if people know us really well, they can they can guess. Yeah. 
but yeah, we'll try to do some more visual stuff while we're there since they're recording it. Hell yeah. Be fun. Anyways, for over 11 years, we've seen a new movie and we've podcasted our experience to the world. This week, we saw Lightyear. Stay tuned very soon. We'll tell you if we recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil the film. We'll also talk about the big movie news of the week and check it in Hollywood's comeback with uh, the box office numbers. Brad, you saw Lightyear this week. Do you recommend Lightyear? Yeah, it's uh it's it's fun. It's a uh, you know, another well-made Pixar movie. Um I don't think it's a must-see in a theater. Um What was I like on on Letterbox I put like the movie is basically like and full disclosure, I think I nodded off early in the movie uh when he was doing the time travel stuff. So I was a little lost on what was going on, but overall most of the movie that I saw was Buzz was in something that would break and then everyone have to band together and fix that thing. And then they go to the next thing and that would break. And then everyone would have to get together and break or fix that. And so the movie felt a little repetitive, um, but I think it has a cool ending twist. And um, I'm interested in if they do, if they do more of them, I'm, I'm interested to see what else they can do with this premise. I, I agree. I, I think it's a really fun movie. I, I laughed at uh, a lot of parts in it. Um, and yeah, it's it's not an essential Pixar film, but it's a good one. And yeah, I, I mean, it looks amazing. Uh, Chris Evans is great as Buzz Lightyear. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a really fun movie and I think you should definitely check it out. Here's the trailer. For Blightyear. I almost said Buzz Lightyear. Here's a trailer for <laughs> Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear mission log, stardate 3901. After a full year of being marooned, our first hyperspeed test flight is a go. Who are you talking to? Uh, no one. You were narrating again. I was not. Just doing the mission log. You do know no one ever listens to those. I know that. Narrating helps me focus. Ready, Captain Lightyear? Ready as I'll ever be, Commander Hawthorne. This is exciting. A new adventure. I'm going to grant you four minutes to be off planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity. And beyond. You are clear for hyperlaunch. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Buzz, that was utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined you. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. Why don't they answer? Hey, hey! Shh! The robots! The what? What is happening right now? Alicia? Oh, no. That's my grandmother. But, Socks, how long were we gone? Meow, 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 meow. 62 years, 7 months, and 5 days. What? I hope you're ready for action. Because all we needed was a pilot. For what? To destroy the alien ship. I have a plan, and I have a team. Darby can take any three things and make them explode. I do this, and they shave a little time off my sentence. Okay. And what about you? Well, I thought this was going to be like a fun boot camp workout thing. <laughs> but it is not. Did I get it? Pretty close. I need the... You know what's saying? The harpoons? Buzz! Buzz, right here! 
the probability of survival with an inexperienced crew is 38.2 percent hmm, seems a bit low mission failure imminent in three grandma always said she believed in you too that was a big squirrely too. Oh, I think I need a bag. No, no. Please record your last words. Do not vomit inside the vehicle. Do not vomit inside the vehicle. If you are satisfied with this recording, speak or select uh. one. To infinity. Are you trying to get me to pull your finger? Don't fall for it. No, not like that. Uh, sorry, it's a thing your grandma and I used to do. Yeah. So right off the bat, they tell you that Andy from Toy Story saw this movie in 1995, and that's why he got the toy. So this is Andy's introduction to Buzz Lightyear as well. And it it takes place, uh, he's a space ranger, and they're going through the universe. They find uh, planets that, and they basically scope them out. And when they get on this one planet, they end up being uh, stranded or um, they're stuck there and they have to find a way to get off the planet. And when they, it takes them a long time to develop um, a gas or yeah, a fuel source that can make them basically hyper jump through space or hyper, how do you call it? Hyperspeed through space. Lightspeed. Lightspeed. Thank you. And uh, when he does that, he finds out kind of like Interstellar when they're on that one planet that every minute that he's up there is basically a year uh, on this planet that they're on. So he learns and he's kind of selfish throughout the film and he learns that he can't be the one who saves everything. He's going to need a team. And the film kind of shows you that he's an, you know failure is not an option for him even though he's failing over and over again and by continuously failing he's actually missing out on life and missing out on his best friend slash commander as she goes through life meeting uh, her wife and having a kid and then he has a kid and uh, his last jump you know he he comes back and he finds the commander has passed away and he, or I guess second to last jump because God, I'm getting him mixed up. So he <laughs> comes back, the commander passed away. Uh, he sees that his, her granddaughter's there. Then he basically steals the jet because socks, his little robot companion he puts in charge of finding a fuel source that will sustain and work. And it takes the the cat robot 62 years to figure it out. And when he leaves this next time, it's 21 years and he meets the granddaughter of the commander. And that's when he finds out Zerg is now infiltrated that planet as well. I think I got the whole plot of it down. I think. Yeah. the The main part is that it the movie deals with Buzz Lightyear's selfishness and self uh, importance, to mm-hmm. where it takes him the whole movie to figure out how much that's damaging the people around him. So, like every time he fails because he you know has to be the one to do this alone, you know it strands these people on this planet longer and longer, 
And then over that time, like by the end of the movie, he f- realizes, you know, what's that, what's that, that's done. Um, yeah. And he confronts, um, you know, the version of him, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, we're in the version of him that doesn't get to that point in another timeline. Yeah. So uh, that forced him to finally realize that, you know, he's, his placing himself in the role of, you know, their savior is actually doomed these people to being stranded everywhere longer and it's chipped away at him. Yeah. And he learns too that this whole time he's been trying to get off this planet and get back home and people have made a home while he's been gone. So by the end of the movie, I was sitting there thinking like, dude, why can't you see that? You know, it's, it's been like 80 years. I yeah. think these people are fine living here. <laughs> like yeah, if they, he had, if he hadn't finished the mission the first two times, you should have just called it quits because they're, they're clearly thriving on a planet that used to open up and, you know, throw vines out at people on a whim. Yeah. But it seems that they kind of learn too to live with those vines because after he's gone and comes back the first time, you know, his, uh, hanger, guy mechanic goes we're all counting on you buzz as he gets pulled away <laughs> and yeah. um, so it's it's almost like they're used to it you know um and it's it, it, it's fun you know I, I love that he doesn't like rookies and uh he says they're gonna look at me with those uh puppy dog eyes or something <laughs> and it zooms in on their eyes and the one rookie has a really difficult name to say like featherton yeah. <laughs> i, I never remember. figured it out yeah yeah it was around that time oh. that i started like passing out yeah so that's really out. early in the movie yeah it's weird but um, uh i mean i loved uh taka waititi in it i thought he was great um yeah his whole supporting team that was fun um, yeah uh, you know, like I said at the top, it doesn't have the uh, emotional weight of a lot of Pixar films. Not meaning that it's bad. It's just um, the emotional weight it, is just you're missing life by being so focused on your job that life literally passes him by and it's too late for him to make that change. Yeah. Overall, the movie feels very small. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you're you're only around like four characters or five characters most of the time. Um, they're stuck on this one planet, really, even though they go to space once in a while. Um, and that that planet is pretty empty. So, yeah. Know. And then the threat of Zerg isn't much of a big deal. You know, it's 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 a couple robots and then him, um, and they kind of bumble around. So, yeah, it just, it just feels like a strangely like a small movie. Um, yeah you know i took kellen to see it and he but he was laughing really hard when um socks was inside buzz's suit and he uh used invisibility cloak and then he put socks on top of his helmet when he was walking through all those bugs and it looked like just a cat floating through the air Um, yeah it was fun and he was a cute little character i thought throughout it yeah, and then uh, he meets up with like the other version of him, where like half of his face is missing, and he's like, uh, "I like this version of." So yeah, spoilers, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I thought was cool is Zerg is actually 
like an alter ego, I guess, for Buzz Lightyear because the robots try to call him Buzz, but they can't say Buzz; they can just say Zerg. So <laughs> it's it's an old version of Buzz Lightyear inside of Zerg, which I thought in Toy Story two, like Zerg revealed he like he was his father or something. Yeah, he did on the uh, elevator. Um, uh, when they're fighting, trying to get out of that uh, guy's uh, apartment. I, yeah. If I remember correctly. Like the toy collector thing? Yeah. Yeah. So like, that doesn't quite match up. But but I, he I, also probably didn't know he was a toy either. If Zerg probably didn't know he was a toy, just like, you know, Buzz Lightyear didn't know <laughs> at the beginning. Hmm. Well, so, isn't isn't the prologue uh, like the video game? Like, like the movie yeah, opens. I, I think you're right. Yeah, but there's a part later. I haven't seen Toy Story two in a long time. So there's a part later where the toy version of Zerg is out and about, and yeah. he's like, "Buzz, I'm your father." Because obviously, they made a Star Wars reference. But anyway, yeah, I, know, I, I thought that was a cool twist. Yeah, and I mean, I think the movie looks incredible. I, I just the um, the cinematography and uh, just it had a definitely a film look to it, which was really cool. I thought it almost feels like so effortless now. Like if you go yeah. back to like looking at like you know the '90s Pixar movies, where it just seems like they're they're trying so hard to get more realistic and realistic, and now here it's like it feels like such an afterthought to where I was just watching like the facial animations mm-hmm. and they feel so like they don't even feel like exaggerated like a uh, illumination does no dream works it feels like so natural uh, even though yeah, it still looks un- unrealistic so i was, I was kind of like watching that like the facial expressions and the movements of things were just so like you know you, you didn't notice it. it just felt so normal yeah you know the thing i always notice in uh in the early days of this kind of animation is the eyes the eyes have gotten so good and so subtle in their movements and in the shading and in the rendering that it, it's it's really incredible it's so weird that like these cartoon pixar eyes feel so much more um alive than say like a polar express did yeah i mean <laughs> it's more photorealistic it's, it's so bizarre how subtle that difference is yeah it's I mean, they're they're so great at Pixar. Um, I, I do long for you know traditional animation so much, but when you see stuff like this, it's hard to complain about the artistry at work. Yeah, but yeah, it's a fun movie. I I, I don't think you're going to go wrong if you see it. Um, it I had probably a good looks time. cool in 3D. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's incredible. Um, all those all those times when the spaceship would like zoom into the distance and for I bet those know, look pretty good. This might be a fun one to see in 40X too, with all the space flight and um you know laser gun shooting and bugs. And yeah, and bugs and things like that. It might, it might be a fun one to see there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. So let's continue this podcast. And take a look at some box office numbers Ooh, in Hollywood. What's that? I think I want to invoke a uh, a B movie. Oh shit! Here we go. Yeah, so I saw Mad God this week. Wow, thirteen years in the making? No, uh, it's longer than that, actually. 
I mean, it's 13 years since we heard about it, right? Uh, no, we saw it. 10, in, 10 years. Yeah. 10 years, roughly. Yeah. And I know he was working on it before. Yeah. Long before. Um, and it, it's come out already in parts. So I think this is like just a full theatrical, uh, you know, everything is one thing version of it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so I saw it and it was cool. Um, the story I couldn't follow. It's very surreal. And if you listen to our interview, uh, that we were posted, uh, it's intentional. Uh, he didn't write it to be like a straight narrative. It's, it's more of just like an experience. And it's, it's very much feels like an experience because you're just watching like gorgeous stop motion artwork happen. And I know you and James saw the earliest version of it, right? Yeah, we did. And it's, um, yeah, it was like that. If there was a small connective tissue through it, but it was more of, look what we can do with this stuff. And, um, man, I, I vaguely remember it. I mean, I remember being really impressed with the stop motion in it. Yeah. I think you talked about in the interview, uh, like what you saw was the opening of this film, uh, that I saw version of it. Um, the opening was quite long and there's a, I don't know, some steampunk guy slowly descending. Yeah. Like, that's the, yeah. Yeah. That was the one we saw. Yeah like descending into like from the sky into like the earth and it just keeps going down there you know there's layers of the crust with like uh dinosaur bones embedded in it and it just keeps going further and further and there's like some weird like alien bones after that and then it goes even further and further and there's just like junk everywhere um and this character's carrying something and they just kind of wander through a wasteland of just like dark, depressing shit. <laughs> um, creatures. So where getting, did you see this at, Brad? The Sea Film Center. Nice. I uh, like finished shopping and I was like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. And I got there and I was the last person to get a ticket. So I got there just in time. Oh, wow. Um, it was in the smaller theater. So it was maybe like 30, 40 people, but still. Still. Um, but yeah, it's out there. And um, yeah, it's, it's not, I don't think it's too long. It's probably like an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, it was just, uh, and, you know, it's just scene after scene. I can kind of tell where the parts break because like that character I just talked about, uh, gets killed by some mad scientists and it's, it's not fully stop motion. There's some live action stuff incorporated into it. Did your version have that? Uh, no, it did not. Oh, so it was fully stop motion for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that character gets killed and then like, or captured and then taken to like a mad scientist lab and operated on. And that's like gory as hell. Like they're just ripping out his guts and everything. But the, the mad scientist and the assistant are like, like, like live action people. And then mm. that's, and they're operating on the stop motion character. And then like later on, there's a couple more. Oh, what was the other one? That was like the most glaring, like, Oh, that's an actual human being. And like, they've changed the frame rate to make it blend in more. Um, but yeah, uh, there's like a wizard thing. You know, there's like um, plague mask with the beaks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a character that like carries this worm through like an underground, and then gets put into a soup that activates the cosmos. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah. And then there's like another one of those, like the character from the opening, like another one appears. And they hijack a, a jeep and they like drive through this landscape that's exploding and yeah it's 
I can't explain what the point was. It's just all this dark, gory, gross, uh, incredibly dense like just thinking of the production design of it like where they got all these props and miniatures um like keeping track of all that stuff and there's just so much of it in every frame and everything's lit so well it's just incredible nice so yeah i thought i'd bring it up since you know oh yeah for sure podcast and you know it's finally theatrical available i don't know how long it's going to be there um i don't think it's every night of the week so just pop into denverfilm.org and Find out for yourself. And I mean, Phil Tippett, who we interviewed at Telluride Horror, is an Academy Award winning special effects guy. So, yeah. I think the Alamo has it um, sporadically too. So, check in with the Alamo Draft House site and see if you can check it out. So cool. Um, this meeting is going to end in 10 minutes. Should I start a new one or do you think we can? I think we might be able to do it. You ready? Yep. Cool. So uh, checking out the box office numbers. Jurassic World retains its top spot with 58.1 million. And surprisingly... Lightyear came in second place with 51. Uh, but the big story is Top Gun's continue like domination of 44 million in its fourth weekend. And it's already at like $489 million. Um, this might end up being one of the highest grossing movies ever if it continues like this. Yeah. I mean, it's alone, it's a great film, but uh, I think they yeah. also put it the right spot because next weekend is going to be fourth of july weekend Mm -hmm. so i think that's gonna you know it's it's gonna be the movie to see that weekend too so yeah um yeah whoever whoever put it that that release date knew what they were doing hell yeah because yeah it went through memorial day it didn't come out on memorial day when it was like the week before right yeah yeah so the second weekend it it had that everybody loves it everybody i've talked to loves the fucking movie yeah. So the word of mouth on it's incredible. Uh, also, the t- this past week, I finally saw the original. Oh, nice. So um, I heard people say like it, it was almost exactly the same and they're not wrong. Uh, they're not. It's uh, it's very much the same movie. It, it just updated and I think better. Um, yeah. Because like all those cockpit shots in the original are clearly at this point, uh, you know, against like a blue screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so everything... Here, I think it feels written better and uh, shot better. And yeah. So, yeah. No, I've always said that uh, before this one came out, that Top Gun is Tom Cruise's best movie, only because it's the ultimate Tom Cruise movie. He's made better films, but, you know, I, when I think of Tom Cruise, I think of Top Gun. Uh, and uh, let's dig into the big news story of the week. It's real news. For me personally, and I know I'm veering off from Hollywood, uh, but Tim Sell passed away, and he is one of the greatest comic book artists ever. I mean, I know The Long Halloween is your favorite Batman story ever, correct? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I, I mean, I love Spider-Man Blue, 
And what he is able to do with Jeff Loeb uh, in those instances was create iconic villains and give him his own unique spin on those villains. And I mean, even the heroes, you know, his Green Goblin to me was always so interesting. He always gave him really big eyelashes and made him kind of gangly where, um, you know, John Romita, who draws a great Green Goblin, kind of made him more like super villainous, if that makes sense in his body. But uh, Tim Sale made him really gangly and his, I always remember his Joker's grin was really exaggerated. Um, yeah, he had his own very, very unique art style. Like it was a little watercolory. Mm-hmm. Um, all the the characters are distorted and like uh, very thin line uh, with some. Um, yeah, like yeah, he did the Long Halloween and Dark Victory and um, the Halloween special. Uh, what was it? There's like a third one. Uh, yeah, something. I mean, I, I literally they literally just put out a, a new one this October. Um, yeah that's it's really nice if you have a chance to get it you should check it out it's it's only ten dollars i'm guessing it might go up now unfortunately because he passed away but it's about a hundred pages long and it's 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 really nice um i had no idea god dc's really taking the hit lately on their their best artists oh man i mean george perez um yeah tim sale and then who am i forgetting neil Neil adams and neil neil adams holy cow yeah and so, so it's been a big loss for comic artists. And then you realize, I mean, Tim Sale was really young, but a lot of the guys we grew up with, Neil Adams and um, George Perez, I mean, they're kind of older guys because, you know, they're drawing comics in the 70s and 80s. And then you realize that's 50, 40 years ago. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, how old's The Long Halloween? That's already probably almost 30 years old. It's funny. Like, I thought that was a, like... A really old like 80s book but yeah it's probably like the 90s late 90s yeah. but yeah but like you know even when you think about it the 90s are you kidding me is <laughs> 30 years ago <laughs> yeah i know right it was the tail um, end of the 90s so it's almost like yeah. 25 but yeah i'm just glad that he was here in at denver pop culture con i think or denver mm-hmm. comic con a couple years ago so i bought some original art from him and had him sign it so yep Although I wish I'd brought the long Halloween to him. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't figure I know, out he was, was there until so like the last minute. Though. I mean, I, I don't, I'm, he passed away really quickly. So that's yeah, unfortunate. I, I never heard any rumblings that he was sick or anything. So, um, yeah, I think a day before he passed away, his, I don't, his manager or maybe his wife, I don't know, a hundred percent, um, posted that he, he wasn't doing very well. So, and no one mentioned the exact cause. No. Hmm. Yeah, that's tragic. Yeah, very much so. Next week, our film of the week is The Black Phone. Um, Yeah. I think that seems like the most fun film. Uh, Make sure you log onto Facebook, Real Nerds, at Real Nerds on Twitter. Uh, We have a uh, website which i've been putting a lot of articles on lately so you should go check those out um and yeah thanks for listening and um, if the other nerds what's up i was gonna say back up you think a movie about child abduction is fun <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> wow sometimes okay. they have it coming dude <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Conflicted on whether I should cut that or not, out or not. You shouldn't leave it. I'm down. All right. Well, if you, if you have any more uh, uh, levels of employment to rise to, uh, you might want to reconsider that. But <laughs> <laughs> you're like running for sheriff. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know what county you're in, but they're like, there's this clip where he promotes child abduction. <laughs> I, I did not promote child abduction. I said it's fun. <laughs> Sometimes it's necessary, is what you said. In a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, thanks for listening. If the other nerds contributed this week, you can hear it right now. Um, see you at the movies. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot. And a real nerd will give it all the gods. Lights, camera, action. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it. <laughs>